Slice Audio. On this episode of Bounce from the Roadhouse, we talk Tesla farts, cupcake sandwiches, ice fishing prostitution, twerking, and more. Please find us on Facebook and TikTok, and don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, and some stars. Bounce from the Roadhouse! The big secret is out about the cupcake sandwich with Brandon. He's just now discovering the cupcake sandwich. Which I'm glad I didn't know about it as a child and maybe i did and i blocked it out of my memory but cupcake sandwich you take the bottom of the cupcake and add it to the top to make the frosting the center of a sandwich and then you eat your cupcake that way i've always not liked cupcakes because they were kind of messy by making a sandwich out of it it's not as messy why why am i just now i know why am i just now being aware of this this is i don't know i don't like it either because I'm trying to be healthier now. I'm in my latter. I'm in my latter years, and I just don't need a cupcake sandwich in my life right now. Now you want to eat all the cupcakes, but I kind of want to. And we get a lot of cupcakes here. I don't know what it is. Maybe but, we could make some keto cupcakes. Whatever that means. Yeah, what's like the, sugarless cupcakes, carbless cupcakes. Yuck! So it's just the paper. <laughs> well, what? you said you don't like cupcakes, anyways. Well, because they're messy, but maybe they're not when you make a sandwich. Out oh, of I could. I could eat a cupcake. I love cupcake sandwiches. I've always eaten them like that. Or if you eat a cupcake with a fork, that way you get a little oh. bit of everything in a bite. Oh, yeah. That's healthier. Definitely with a fork. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you eat it slower. Yeah. What I usually do, how I, I don't like frosting, so what I do is I grab a cupcake and I walk over to the trash can and I wipe the frosting off on the <gasps> top. Don't ever do that again. And then I just just in like take the cupcake and push all of it into my mouth and throw the paper into the trash can and walk away with a mouthful of cupcake. That's oh my all, gosh. That's all I've eaten cupcakes. I don't like the frosting. so that's, And I can fit a whole cupcake in my mouth, so I'm not scared. Well, I, I honestly cannot believe you've never heard of this before. Well, it's fat kid logic is what it is. I, I've think got, I found out about this when Pinterest started, and that was a long time ago. I don't know. I've never really been on Pinterest, so that's probably why I don't know anything about it, but... Do you have fat kid logic in your life, Amy? Every day. Well, yeah. Well, I'll explain to you how my fat kid logic works. We'll make them wait for it, though. Earlier, we were talking about cupcake sandwiches, and it led to another discussion about Brandon and his fat kid logic. Please explain. Well, it's something I come up with where, like, what happened this morning? I wake up, I come out into the kitchen area, and I want a shaker bottle to have myself a protein shake. I've left all my shaker bottles out in the car. And it's not that far away. I could walk out, start the car. It's cold. I could start the car, grab myself some shaker bottles, and come back inside. They're clean, so I can use them. Do I? No. I go, well, no shaker bottles. I'm going to go to Hardee's. (laughs) Fat kid logic right there. You know, you come home from work. You're hungry. You're like, I could go for a snack before dinner. I can make myself something healthy really quick. Like I have, there's healthy food in the house. Supposedly, I look around like a guy does. Open the fridge, look in it, can't find anything I like. Open the pantry, hmm, bag of chips. Fat kid logic. We should be fine. <laughs> Here's my fat kid logic. The only full area in my refrigerator is the vegetable drawer. <laughs> and when I go to make my grocery list, it's usually still full, but it's starting to break down a little bit. Yep. You know, I could probably add it to the soil in the garden at this point. It's all nasty and hairy. So what do I do? 
I just add it to the grocery list again so I can <laughs> dump all of the stuff that I spent all this money on in the yep. garbage and reload it with fresh stuff that will probably go through the same cycle again. Why? Because diets start on Monday, not this Monday, next Monday. We start a diet next Monday. And you always pull me into this. This morning when you had your fat kid logic, yeah. you're like, I'm going to Hardee's. Well, what do you do? You text me. Do you want something from Hardee's? I share. Then my fat kid logic kicks in, yeah. and I'm like, what do they have? Because I don't <laughs> go there very much. And then you ended up bringing me these delicious biscuits. Yeah. And now I want to eat all of them. Yeah. Fat You're kid welcome. logic. You're welcome. But, hey, we need to change it into skinny kid logic or healthy guy logic. Healthy kid, healthy person logic. That's what we need to do. Healthy roadhouse logic. Coming yep. to you next week. I lived in Tennessee, okay? And I, at one point, lived out in the middle of nowhere, this place called Hermitage Springs, Tennessee. We're talking like way out in the boonies. And I don't want to offend anybody, but you saw people around there that were like real country. Like you couldn't understand them when they were talking. Okay. You know, kind of like the guy on King of the Hill. He's just like, hey, and you're like, what? Seriously, that's how people really do talk. And I had these neighbors, and I kid you not, one of their names was Bubba. We went over to to Bubba's house for dinner. They invited us over there. And this house was tiny, but they were the kindest people I've ever met in my life. Once Once you learn their language, you know, you could communicate. And we were eating dinner. The meat we were eating it tasted really different. I, I I was like, wow, this is really good. Yeah, I didn't want to say, what are we eating? I was like, what, what recipe is this? And I kid you not, the wife, she, she was like, oh, this is squirrel. And I was mid-chew. I had this, this meat in my mouth and I wanted to die. It took me forever to finish chewing that meat and swallow it down. I love squirrels. I don't want to eat a squirrel. I could not believe I was eating a squirrel. You know, at worst case scenario, I thought it might have been a possum. I would probably choose eating a possum over a squirrel for sure. But anyways, I bring this up because now this is a trend. Eating squirrel meat. Would you do it? Would you eat a squirrel? Like, this is a delicacy right now. People in the UK are finding squirrel on restaurant menus. And they're not eating theirs either. They're eating ours. The North American gray squirrel. <laughs> They're eating that. So the cute little squirrel that you swerve to miss in the middle of the road or the one you sit by the window and watch while you sip your coffee in the morning. That's somebody's dinner. That's somebody's dinner. I don't think we're going to be seeing it on the Colonial House menu anytime soon, but some fine dining restaurants might get on the trend soon. It's perfectly legal to kill and eat squirrels in most parts of the country, even New York City has a squirrel hunting season. But are they eating them? Probably not. In the future, maybe. I can just see the Denny's because you know how they always have those funny names on their menus like Moon Over My Hammy. Like they're going to have Chippendale on their menu soon. I can just see it. Squirrel! A couple months ago, my husband and I were driving down Omaha Street here in Rapid City and there was a Tesla. I was like, wow, a Tesla in Rapid City, that's so awesome. And this thing was fast. Like, my husband has a, a Hellcat, which is pretty fast. And it's loud. This Tesla, I didn't even know it was there. I looked over to my right, and this thing just like, boom, went to the next stoplight. It was almost like 
it elevated to get there. It was so fast, but you couldn't hear any of it. It was insane. And I was just waiting for that, you know, that sound that those Teslas can make that no other cars can make. They can make the flatulent noise. Did you know this? (laughs) But recently, the federal government decided they're not allowed to do that anymore, at least not while they're in motion. (laughs) This is so funny. Oh, they did this about a year a year ago. They got this boombox feature that lets you play any sound you want through this external speaker, okay? Including a bunch of preloaded flatulent sounds, and they're named. But the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, they just told them to disable it. So the recall affects every Tesla on the road, about a half a million cars. How would you like to get that recall? Like I get a recall about like my my stereo spontaneous combustion and and setting the car on fire these people are getting recalls to disable the fart horn look how far we've come in the world like your car's not going to blow up anymore we just want to disable the fart sound that's all (laughs) that's how they want to keep you safe the older cars they want to disable like the seat heaters because they're melting the seats in the future in the tesla cars they want to disable the fart horn to keep you safe wow And also in the future, you don't have to go to the shop. You just download the recall update. It sounds like they're only disabling it when your car is in drive, reverse, or neutral. So you can still use it to prank people that walk by, or you can just use it while you're not driving. I know there's a lot of people out there that do the real thing while they're driving, so I don't even think you need this. Brandon always has stories when he's on the road. He's actually, where are you at? Jackson Hole? Yeah, Jackson Hole. Where is that? It's in Wyoming. You're always at Jackson Hole. I wish. You need like a second home there. It's gorgeous here. Where are you staying? We are staying at the Antler Inn. Wow. It's, it's nice. It's uh, We've got a nice split foyer hotel room where there's two beds upstairs and two beds downstairs. They have a hot tub. They have a sauna, a gym. It's great. Did you work out in the gym yet? No, I have not. I woke <laughs> up and started talking to you. Is that on your bucket list for today? Uh, well, it's on my list. I wouldn't say a bucket list. Like, oh gosh. Yeah, we talked about bucket lists list yesterday, so I got I got that on my mind. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, uh, anything interesting happening there? Where are you? Are where are you at right now? You're in your camper, right? Yep, yep. I'm in the camper, which we drove out here. It made its first voyage in the band it was our first time ever taking on a trip i've owned it for a while been doing some work to it and it it did really well it likes to drink gas what it is is a 2001 e350 mini winnebago so we call it a mini winnie it sleeps you know three or four people but we're gonna make some bunks and make it more of a, a miniature tour bus very cool so you're starting to remodel the inside Yep, yep, we're going to start on that once now that I've got it running good and everything. Yeah, I think we'll start modeling, remodeling the inside. And hopefully, yesterday, my gosh, coming across Wyoming, you know how the wind is, as Chancey Williams says, that Wyoming wind, is it's it's serious. Yeah, don't mess around. It sure don't. So, Made us get seven miles to the gallon. I got to see your camper for the first time the other day. The other day when you scared me to death. 
Yeah. And it was funny because I was driving behind your camper and I'm like, man, that thing is nasty. They need to wash yeah. that thing. It was just covered in dirt. And then I pull up to the yep. stoplight because I was like, I'm not following this dirty thing anymore because I just washed my car. And I start to put on some lip gloss or whatever. And you honk <laughs> at me and scare the living bejesus out of me. Your camper yep. scared me and then you scared me. Thanks a lot. It was great. It was awesome. <laughs> but yes, well, the camper was dirty because we took it out hunting and uh, we were driving on some gravel roads. And then also we were headed to go wash it right there. So it was just kind of funny that you noticed how dirty it was. Yeah. You kind of sound like you're in a tunnel or a can. I think it's cool, though, because nope. you're on the road. It's got to sound like nope, you're on the road. it's just a camper. Yeah. Just a camper. Well, anything exciting happen besides that yet? Um, we thought because the wind was so bad, I thought we were going to watch a semi tip over right in front of us. He even mm. went in the ditch and somehow oh my gosh. pulled her all back together. And I think the only thing he had to do was like go change his pants. That was it. He went into the ditch. Yeah, he just barely hit the shoulder of the road, and I we were like, he's gonna go. We were all cheering like, go, go, go. And then no. He didn't make it. He oh, wow. he survived. He get it back on all fours. We were hoping he'd tip over, but were you like, look at this dude, look at this dude, look at this dude? I've always been a germaphobe, even before the pandemic began. I was a germaphobe, and I think I've yep. kind of relaxed a little on it because I got so tired of hearing about it. <laughs> so I think the pandemic did the reverse effect on me when it actually helped other people be more aware of germs. Crazy! Right. I what happened with you? Did you get worse? Did you get better? Um, I've I've always been a little bit of a germaphobe, but I'm I'm really kind of messed up. And the fact that it's like there's certain things I'm like, ew, no, I'll never do that. But if I drop a a Dorito on the ground, I'm gonna pick it up and eat it, like you know. But ew, you want me to you know lick my fingers or something? That's gross. But I'll, I mean, <laughs> I'll lick my fingers. I still do yeah. that. Well, with hot wings, you know, you have to or Cheetos. That's the best yeah. part of Cheetos. Yeah. Well, I just read this, Brandon. This is crazy. You're in your camper. I wonder if yep. camp this includes campers, too. They're saying that vehicles have significantly more germs than our toilets do. Oh, well. Isn't that gross? And guess where the most bacteria is found? In the, the steering wheel. No, in the trunk. Oh. The steering wheel mm-hmm. is actually one of the best places, the lowest amount of bacteria wow. was found on the steering wheel. I th- and they say it's because people are using hand sanitizer. Oh, yeah. But well, like, the, the when's trunk... the last time you cleaned your trunk? <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, me neither. <laughs> so that's the dirtiest. The next nastiest was the driver's seat. Okay. Followed by the gear stick. Then the back seat. Wonder why. Gear stick. <laughs> and the yeah. dashboard. I wonder why the dashboard is so dirty. Probably from sneezing and things like that? Well, it depends on the driver. I mean, I've seen some people who, like, you know, they throw their lunch up there. You know, they they buy some chicken at the gas station. They throw it up there. Or uh, just everything's on the dash. I'm not – I don't like things on the dash, so I don't throw anything up there. So mine's probably just covered in dust. And, you know, if you cough or sneeze while you're driving, it it all lands on the dash Mm -hmm. if you're not doing good cover. And then you never wipe it off or, you know, unless you do wipe it off, but then – are you antibacterial cleaning it or are you just armor alling it? You know what I mean? Like, so. I'm starting to second guess my car now because I don't ever disinfect my car. It's just armor all. It's just the car yeah. stuff. You don't want to ruin anything. Well, so back in the day, 
this is sidetrack a little bit, but not too far. So back in the day, I hated Armor All because I didn't like the oily film. It looks good, but I didn't like it. And then it attracts dust too, right? So I watched a friend of mine. She used to detail her husband's semi, and she would detail her own vehicles. Always had extremely clean vehicles. And I'm like, how do you guys keep it so clean all the time? And she used, she used like regular like 409, like all-purpose 409. And wow. like would spray the rag and then just wipe everything. So essentially, way ahead of the game, because she's disinfecting her cars. But she said then the, the dust doesn't attract to it. But you're cleaning everything off just the same. But everything looks brand new. When you get done, it's not polishing it, but it's looking good. Huh. So I... I started doing that a long time ago. I, I barely use any armor all except for a little bit of the protection on the dash. But outside of that, I just use the like the 409 or all-purpose kind of a cleaner to, to like, you know, just clean stuff off. What's gross Question about mark? the trunk is that's where we put our groceries. And that's probably why it's the germiest because you think, like, if, if you've ever hauled chicken home from the store and it spilt a little bit, maybe you didn't even know it spilt. And all of a sudden you got Sally Neely back there dancing around in your trunk. Or I guess if you're in the mafia or something from putting dead bodies back there. I wonder if people that do that put dead bodies in their trunk. I wonder if they still put their groceries back there. Well, don't they got to clean up afterwards, you know, to make sure nobody can track them? That's true. They probably bleach it. They probably have cleaner trunks than us. So Brandon is on the road in his camper studio. I'm in 4B. It's kind of fun. And you sent me a picture. What's out your window? It's like a beautiful ski resort. Yeah. Just gorgeous. I don't know what one, but it's it's there. Yeah, it looks fun. I wish I was there. And with new knees, then I could do it. But I remember the very first time I went skiing. This reminds me of that. I was with some friends. I had to take a class and stuff, and I spent the first day on the bunny hill. You know, you have to do like... The, what is that thing where you put the tip of your skis together? You snow plow. I was yep, doing a lot of that. Slice. Yep. <laughs> and so I started the next day going up on the ski lift with my friend and her family. And I was fine until we ended up on this other ski lift that we were trying for the first time. And it was one of those that stops and then it'll go up another level. And we decided that we were going to go all the way to the top. And so we're riding the ski lift and I have my ski poles dangling, like, beside me. You know, I'm just kind of oh, yeah. hanging them down. And so the ski lift stops at the first stop, and we stay on. My ski poles are dangling down. All of a sudden, they get sucked underneath the chair and sliced in half. Oh, jeez. So now I have, like, these nub ski poles that I rented. <laughs> so I get all the way to the top. And keep in mind, this is the only the second day I've ever skied in my life. <laughs> and the very first day I've actually skied on a real mountain. So yep. I ended up having to ski down with one pole. She actually gave me one of hers. We made it down though. I was so embarrassed. I was yeah, so embarrassed. It's... Yeah. And then the rest of the day they just made fun of me. I bet they still talk about it. Her family Especially ended up you... having to pay for those ski poles. <laughs> I was going to say, especially when you have to return the ski poles, and I just imagine you sitting them on the counter like, there you go. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, there they are. They always ask you when you return the equipment, too. So, how was your ski day? How did it go? And I was like, how do you think it went? Look at my ski poles. I want to talk to you about your ski poles. Uh, I feel like I kind of got shorted. We have been talking about ice fishing, because ice fishing is huge 
around here, especially this time of year. And Brandon and I both have a fear of ice fishing. There's no scientific term for it, so maybe we should make one. Yeah, I just have a fear of the structural integrity of the ice. So, um, you know, there's like like fear of missing out. It, this would be just fear of drowning under ice. <laughs> it would be fodu. Fudai. Fudai. Fudui. Fudai. Well, there's a mayor that has it. L- let me just play what he said at this meeting. Okay. Additionally, if you open this up to ice fishing, while on the surface it sounds good, then what happens next year? Does someone come back and say, I want an ice shanty on Hudson mm-hmm. Springs Park for X amount of time? And if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to another problem, prostitution. And now you got the police chief and the police department involved. <laughs> Have you ever heard of this? Ice fishing <laughs> leading to prostitution. We're afraid of I mean, falling through the ice and drowning. He's worried look, about prostitution. Oh, my gosh. I feel like he skipped a lot of steps. So first, you get the pole, the string, the hole in the ice. What's next? A shanty so they can be sheltered and warm while they're enjoying ice fishing? And then prostitution. <laughs> There's some other steps between. Like what? I mean, what's what's missing? straight to prostitution? And how? How would it lead to that? Yeah, the last place, the last place I want to have any fooling around with is on the ice. You know, because those aren't my proudest moments is standing on ice to be showing off my manhood. <laughs> Being a prostitute just in the normal way is horrible. What what about being a prostitute in an ice fishing shanty? What does that say you about know? yourself? Like when a prostitute goes to a hotel, can I fluff your pillows? She comes knocking on the the shanty door. Can I bait your hook for you today? I'll reach in your ice hole and grab your fish for you so your hands don't get cold. Oh, my uh-huh. gosh. My son is sick. I don't think oh, I've... Oh, man. I don't think I've ever seen him this sick. I seriously almost had an anxiety attack the other day. I took him to urgent care. He was, like, just slumping over. He could barely stand up, barely walk into the building. Poor fella. I know, and he just kept closing his eyes and getting all limp in my arms, and it was freaking me out. They finally call us back. (laughs) It was like the longest waiting I've ever done with this child. Anyways, they finally call us back, and they're like, what do you want him tested for? I'm like, everything. So, of course, we got a COVID test before we went in there. They tested him for flu, strep throat, and everything. Turned out it was strep throat. And I've never been so happy to hear about somebody having strep throat in my life. Right. Because it's treatable, you know. RSV, you can't treat that. The flu, nope. COVID, nope. The strep throat was a blessing. Yeah. And is he feeling better? I mean, did you get him started on some antibiotics? Is he feeling better today? He's on antibiotics. I was up all night with him. He finally sweat out his fever. Super pale. Just crying constantly. Yep. So hopefully, you know, he'll start feeling better here soon. The doctor said it could take like 24 hours. So Man, that's, that was my childhood in a nutshell. I used to get a lot of strep throat, like a lot, lot. And then they took my tonsils out. And at that point, I was, I don't know, 12 by the time they did that. So it was like I battled until I was a dozen years old to of getting strep throat like six, seven times a year, it felt like, or more, just constantly. And it was it would knock me out just like that, where I would get sick, like fever, pale, weak. It was just my my body couldn't do it no more. Yeah, I remember getting strep throat a lot too as a kid, and then it just kind of went away. 
So the Michael that we all love and know, the one that's always running around, joking, playing jokes on people, and laughing, and yeah, he is not like that right now. Keep him in your prayers. Now that you know what it is, it's almost like a little blessing. It's a little break. He's resting. You can take a break. He'll be back in 24 hours with all of his energy times 10. And we owe it all to Strep Throat. Thank you so much, Strep Throat. So I drink out of this huge metal jug. You've seen it. Yeah, it's a gallon jug or better. I call it the pink dinosaur. <laughs> it's I, don't know. I don't know why a dinosaur. Probably because it's so big. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. It's colossal. But I, I have to have it. I feel lost if I don't have my water bottle. I Before this, though, I had a plastic water bottle. What yeah. material is yours? Do you carry around a like a jug or anything like that during the day? I've seen a you shaker know, bottle. I, I haven't. You know, sometimes I'll bring, yeah, I'll just use my shaker bottle. That's about it. Well, listen to this. If you leave water in there overnight and then keep drinking it the next day, have you ever done that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's time to panic, Brandon. Why? It's time to panic. A new report oh, says no. that you should stop doing that immediately especially with the soft plastic water bottles. So they analyzed these water samples, right? After the water had been in there for 24 hours, they found hundreds of substances, including photo initiators, whatever that is. Maybe you could Google it for us. That can mess with your hormones and potentially cause cancer. That's horrible. And it gets worse. my photo initiators. They did it again after the bottles had gone through the dishwasher and there were even more chemicals. And they think it's because the dishwasher wears down the plastic and it allows it to leach more chemicals into the water. So the lead author of this study is never drinking out of plastic water bottles again. He says he went yeah. out and bought a stainless steel bottle like mine immediately. Well, and, and I think they did this in the past. Like, do you remember way back in the day people used to use those Nalgene bottles? Do you remember that? You'd see hikers walking around with them. You could see through them. They were, they were indestructible. You could freeze water in them. And they wouldn't break. You know, it was all this stuff. But then they realized that the plastic in it, if it got hot, like setting it in your car and the heat gets to it, then it would release a chemical into the water that you were drinking or the liquid, and you would get cancer. So then they had to change it to whatever the seven and he had to make sure it had like the diamond chemical thing with the seven in it or something like that to make sure that the plastic was better. But I mean, still, they it's it's kind of hard. You, you leave a fluid inside of a jug for a while. I, I would assume it's it's just going to eventually start soaking into whatever that chemical is yeah. or whatever the material is with those stainless steel. I mean, that's the whole point of it. It's stainless steel. I remember I remember seeing that study. But I, how does this work if the water is in those water bottles and it sits on the shelves at the grocery store? Is that bad? Is it bad to even drink out of one of those? I'm not sure because I do think, and I don't I don't know, we drink a lot of water bottles on the road because everywhere we go, the venues will just hand you a case of water. I would assume that the plastics that they're using are meant for that. Now, what I wonder is if they're not meant for like temperature change, like too hot Okay. I think the heat is what does it. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, I'm not drinking out of one again, unless that's like my only option. Yeah, I try to use those shaker bottles, and maybe I should get myself a stainless steel one. I guess I've been holding out. The wife, everybody's got those fancy stainless steel bottles like you, and and maybe I need to join the club. I love it, because I can fill it with ice and water, and that ice will stay in there for a couple days. Oh, yeah. Sure beats drinking the 
cancer water. It's always a gift on Thursdays because we get special guest D-Ray Knight in the studio for our Dummy of the Day. It's always a gift. Truly the gift that keeps on giving. It truly is. How are you kids doing? Wonderful. We got Brandon on the road. Brandon's on the road. Hi, Brandon. What up? I think you've never looked better. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you have. It was when you were in your oh, little thanks. Cupid outfit. You know, that was... Thanks. Uh, <laughs> wow. I got to hand it to Brandon. That guy has got guts. Oh, yeah, he he's does. He's got yeah. guts. That guy, he's got moxie, as they would say back <laughs> in the 1920s. That kid's got moxie. <laughs> Anyway, so dummy of the day. Look at this dude. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Come to us from Provo, Utah. Oh, I love Provo. Do you? Yes, beautiful city. Yes, it is. Claire Robinson. She's a 60-year-old woman. She's married. And her husband has a girlfriend. Okay. Okay. She was arrested for arson and attempted murder. Because her husband has a girlfriend. Her husband and the girlfriend were living in the shed behind their home. Now, shed. Not a guest house. Not an in-law cottage. A shed. Okay. They were in a shed. Interesting. And apparently, Claire had had enough. And so, she decided to set the shed on fire. (gasps) What? Was it Cheryl's she shed? I, actually, since it was the husband and the girlfriend, probably called the love shack. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> anyway, so she it, it, it tries to set this thing on fire. Luckily, the husband and girlfriend were not injured in the blaze. When the police get there, she's got a torch in her hand, just standing there, denying everything, of course. I didn't do anything. There's empty cans of gasoline next to her and a special canine that sniffs out uh, accelerants sniffs her, gives her one sniff, and <laughs> it's not mine. It's not mine. Arsonist. I don't know who put that there. Yeah. So they sniffed her down, and uh, now she claims that she yelled at them to get out <laughs> before she set them on fire. That's that's her claim. Is that she yelled? Now the couple, the husband and the girlfriend, said they didn't hear anything. I imagine she probably yelled something along the lines of. You're gonna die in the fires of hell for you. I, I imagine that's what she was yelling at them. <laughs> not to get out or anything like that. Not a warning, but more of a damnation. I think this is what it was. So did they stay together? Uh she's uh she's got her own little shed to live in. It's a prison yeah. in, in 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 Provo. First degree felony, aggravated arson and attempted murder. Wow. Great job, lady. There you go. That's, uh, yeah, the whole thing about, I I would just love to see the deputies' faces when they arrive and there's a shed on fire and probably the husband and the girlfriend in in various, you know, stages of disrobement and, you know, uh, like all studded, this, this, this woman just standing there with a torch in her hand. The real question is, they're in Provo. Are they Mormon? (laughs) <laughs> well then polygamy well then maybe it was wasn't his girlfriend it was his sister wife twerking it's what brings people together today i'm just kidding it's marriage that brings people together <laughs> but twerking could too i've always yeah, twerking could lead to marriage it could it sure could i it's like the bait to find a husband <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've always wondered where twerking came from i remember seeing it for the first time Miley Cyrus hit the stage on the wrecking ball. Oh, yeah. It is, uh, 
you know, something that is just absolutely amazing. It really brings us back <laughs> to like our caveman and those kind of instincts because you, when you see a female twerking, if you will, it is like the ultimate mating call. You know, <laughs> you'll see men come in loads heading for the twerker, if you will. Um, <laughs> why, why do you think it's done? Do you think they they just want you to look at their booties or what is I the... don't know. <laughs> when they do the twerking, would... what's going on in their minds? I'm not sure either, but I, I think they feel sexy. And I think some people are and then, you know, uh, others are not. You know, I mean, they're trying, though, and it's, <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I did my research on twerking. Twerking started in West Africa. The Ivory oh. Coast in West Africa. They're the original twerkers. But I bet they're probably good at it. Um, I love how there's some people that just can't. I love how it says here, the dance has existed for centuries and consists of a series of movements emphasizing the buttocks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's I looked up the definition. And it says dance to popular music in a sexually provocative manner involving thrusting hip movements and a low squatting stance. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know. I'm sure all of the people listening wanted to know. And they're like, oh, you know, they learned something today. Now at the dinner yeah. table, we're going to come up in conversation. <laughs> so tell me about your day. I learned about twerking. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually know the definition now. And I was confused before. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> we got more twerking talk to come because Brandon's got a story from the road. We got to keep this conversation about twerking going because Brandon is never going to be the same after what he saw the other night. Oh, no. I'll be the same. I hope to see it more, to be honest with you. There was a group of gals that were sitting over by the corner of the stage. They were having a good time, and so I was trying to interact with them, you know, just kind of interact with the crowd and and have fun with them. And they were kind of shy at first, but then all of a sudden, whatever they were drinking, the booze kicked in, and they came out, and the one girl was trying to twerk, and she she wouldn't make a lot of money doing it, but she was <laughs> she was sure trying, and then she <laughs> kept giving me those looks, like the loving eyes, and her friends were laughing and videoing, and it was it was hilarious because everybody was just having fun. You know how it is. You go out on the dance floor, you just have fun. But she was giving it her all. She was trying, but she was not twerking. She was maybe irking or something, but she wasn't adding the twerk to it. That's for sure. Well, earlier I had asked Brandon what song was playing while this woman was twerking. And jokingly, I said, she was twerking to Black Hills Back Road, wasn't she? And yeah, sure enough. I think, I think it was, actually. It's kind of funny. It, and maybe that's a thing should get more people twerking the black hills back road you know why 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 not i think we should start a new tiktok trend black hills back road twerking who's gonna start it you nope that's gotta be you (laughs) no i don't think i can do that i'll sing the song you go out and twerk what if my knee gives out what if my knee gives out i don't even have a butt to twerk with (laughs) i think somebody needs to help us out here black hills back road is a song listed on tiktok correct Yes, it is. Yeah, we need to make this happen. Who's up for the challenge? If somebody else does it, I will do it. I will. Bl- I might black out the moon doing it, but you know, black I'll, out the moon. <laughs> if, so, if somebody else will do it first, I will do it. I promise. Just make sure to tag the Roadhouse Show on TikTok when you do it. Please do it, somebody. Because then, if I do it, Brandon, will you do it? Sure. 
I'll give it a shot. If somebody does it and actually tags us, yeah, I'll do it too. Look out, Walker Hayes. Today in our teacher spotlight, there's a teacher getting praise for always greeting students and making them smile. His name is Tyler Zollner. He's a teacher from Steelton High Spire Elementary School in Pennsylvania. Here's a little recording of what he does every day. Good morning. How are you? Look at you. You got some makeup on today, girl. What's up, Kate? Come on, buddy. You never know what kids go through at home. But at this school, when they show up, they probably forget about everything else that's going on, and they start their day with a smile. I get to come out here every day and greet all the kids. It's fun to do. It's good to see the kids, you know, you? whether they come huh? happy or they come not so happy because it's early in the morning. It's huh? nice to be able to greet What'd them and, and let them know that they're coming to a safe good, place and we're you? here for them. So whatever subject he teaches, he not only teaches that, he also teaches people to smile and be their best person and start their day off the right way by smiling, no matter what. And those kids will always remember that. One day they'll ask, who is your favorite teacher? And they're going to say, without hesitation, Mr. Zollner. Thank you to all the teachers out there, not only for teaching us your subjects, but teaching us how to live our best lives. If you have a teacher spotlight story, please send it to amy at theroadhouseam.com. It's a feel-good moment. John Brandeberry was seen walking to work during a snowstorm earlier this year by Jimmy Preston. Jimmy pulled over, gave him a ride to work, and it didn't stop there. He later helped him get a driver's license, and it didn't stop there either. Then he raised money to buy him a new car, a 2013 Toyota RAV4, completely paid for. I think it's amazing. I honestly never thought I'd drive, but behind me is the proof. A Toyota dealership chipped in and paid for half of it. The rest came from a GoFundMe that Preston had set up to cover the rest. And it even covered six months of car insurance. He said it shows there are still good people in the world. We see people walking all the time. These could be people just like John, working hard, paying bills, and only dreaming of owning a car. And that dream came true for this guy, all because of Preston. And that's a feel-good moment. Bounced from the Roadhouse is hosted by Amy Rose and Brandon Jones, produced by Mark Houston, engineered by Chris Jacquez, audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment.